Welcome to episode 68, Throne Room Thanksgiving. I'm excited for this one. I'm on fire. <laughs> yes. I don't know what I am on. I think I'm on jet lag fire. Yeah. Wait, can you get jet lag just for a three hour flight? I think so with the time change. Oh, good. Okay. I am jet lagged, but on fire. We have just returned from Kansas City, Missouri. I'm telling you, this was a life-changing weekend for us. Life-changing. Do you agree? Oh, yes. Yes, I do agree with you. <laughs> I don't know what all happened, but so much happened. So we're just going to unpack that today and talk about the difference between, I don't know, feasting at the table of the Lord and the famine that some of us are choosing. Because yeah, we were at a banquet. We were at a feast. Like a, I, it makes me think of the like a barbaric feast where they have the old like long wooden banqueting tables and the lights are turned down low and you have your fur coats on and you're all warm and snuggly and they pull out these big old chunks of meat and you're just digging in and like the juice is dripping and you don't care what you look like you don't care what you sound like and every once in a while somebody's just like yeah and then the whole room erupts in praise yeah the meat is good our bellies are full we shall win the next war <laughs> that everything that is in me everything that i'm feeling is what happened there <laughs> The woman of that house, the leader of the house, Shelly, she created this beautiful dining setting for us, set up this table to meet with the Lord. But when I got there, I felt like a barbarian and that it was okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. How many Christian women's events have you been to? And it's been like a little tea party where you get really pretty. You lift up your pinky. You say that the Lord is good. And then you go home after you eat your little cute sandwich. And make a craft. That's why I don't go to women's ministry events. They are boring. And that is just not who I am. I have never been so disheveled in all of my life. Like literally, I did not care what I looked like. Normally, if you're going to stand up in front of a room full of women, you at least don't want them to have to look at ugly. You know what I'm saying? Like you want them to at least if they've got to look at you for an hour, you want the sight to be at least pleasing. By the time I got up there Saturday, I caught a reflection of myself in a mo in a TV monitor screen thing. And I just had to turn around and apologize. And I was like, y'all, I'm sorry you have to look at this. I don't care. I mean, from the time we touched down the Lord's presence was so heavy. I've never been wrecked sequentially like that. So let's talk a minute. You know, you, we hear women say, I was wrecked by the Lord. What does that mean? Well, I know what it means to me, but let's tell them what that means. What does it mean to be wrecked by the Lord? A little, a little tear under your eye and a little heartwarming gush of something. Sometimes that's what people talk about. I think that's like the start. It starts with one little, oh, I sort of felt something there, right? Yeah. And suddenly, boom.
It's like a Mack truck comes and Whoosh. you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> Except women don't go there. They just, they're satisfied they with stop that little, at the tier. little tier. Uh-uh, y'all. There is so But there was no more. stopping because no. you know what? There's something different. And they have prepared that place with prayer, praise, and sacrifice in such a way that we couldn't help but fall under what they had prepared ahead of time right you know i know what you ladies are doing because you're going to get this the day before thanksgiving so you are prepping right now and i know some of you are such great cooks that what you are prepping it takes time stuff is going to sit overnight it's going to take all these special ingredients and that place has prepped and I think few of us prep in the ways that they prepped with their prayer and their praise and their sacrifice of their life and their time and their talents and their treasure to that degree because it costs you so much. You know that especially this Thanksgiving, that stuff costs a lot more with all the inflated prices. Like this Thanksgiving meal will probably be one of the most expensive in history, the way things are like costing at the moment. And it cost them something to prepare the place. And as soon as we got off the plane, from the moment that we got there, we felt the presence of the Lord already from their invitation. It was already starting in us, probably even before we got on the plane. We were starting to just feel the Lord on it. And then we get there and it just starts building. And then you go into the place, you walk into the room and you're, you know that the Lord is there and you feel him tangibly like a presence that falls on you. You feel him. So it's nothing that you can stop at that point because they've already prepared you to eat. They've already prepared you to smell. They've already prepared for you to drink. And so you just walk in, you sit down and the Mack truck comes. <laughs> it sure did. Yeah. I was Mack trucking on you. <laughs> I kept on tipping. I kept on feeling the presence of the Lord. I could not stand under it. And oh, yeah. guys, Stacy's bones are a little bit smaller <laughs> than mine. So the first like three or four times, I kind of Mack truck a little bit onto her and she tries to hold me up. I had you, Var, till about the fifth time. Yeah, by the fifth time, Stacy. I was Stacey, glad there was a couch behind us. Yes. Stacey, I let her go. She let me go. <laughs> and I fell on the couch, knocked out by the worship. Let me tell you about the worship at this kind of feast, ladies, this kind of women's gathering. Tell them, Stacey. <laughs> tell them. There are differences. How many people think, hey, let's get a whole band. Let's get the slideshow with the words. Let's do this. Let's do that. This is, you know, let's pick our order. Let's do this. Blah, 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 blah. Let's yeah. do this. Let's just kill some religion right now, okay? Yes, let's kill, just it. kill it. Kill it. Tell them, tell them the difference. This was... A husband and wife team one keyboard there ain't no slides up there there's a little bit of preparation meaning they sort of had a set list which she asked us about and let me just tell you their names were fee and daniel goodman i loved fee from the first message we got from her on facebook just a sweet sweet spirit even in her joy of messaging us. Did you feel that way? Yes. Like an immediate, just oh. humility, sweetness. Who is this? I want to be a part of you guys. Like just, I'm your friend. Yes. From the start. From the start. So we get to the conference. And Fee will absolutely tell you, like, I'm not the best singer. It's not even why I'm up here. What she said was, I picked up the mic because 
I know it can heal. That's why I sing. Singing is just an avenue to what she knows she can bring and what the Lord brings through her voice. That knocked me, that knocked the religion right off of me, guys, Mm -hmm. because I personally went through a season where my voice was like breaking and cracking up. And she just, oh, she just smacked me down with that word. And I mean, smacked off everything I ever thought that, oh, I can't do this because it's, it's not that great or it's not that perfect and I don't sound like anybody else or she just oh she did oh. don't get me wrong she has a beautiful voice but she didn't care if she was off pitch every once in a while Mm-mm. she didn't care so whereas in normal settings in normal church settings we've got the list we don't deviate every song's a certain amount of time let me tell you what oh and Daniel were doing Daniel's just following his wife and fee is taking inventory of what God is doing in the room. And she's switching the songs while they're singing them. He says she's even looking up new songs we've never done. (laughs) While we're singing the one we have. Yeah. And she's She's preparing. She's She's preparing preparing the table as she goes with her ear to the heart of the father. And she's releasing the oil from heaven with a sound that just the anointing. It's the anointing. The anointing was so strong on their ministry that that is the first thing that knocked me back on the couch. Never have I felt that ever anywhere yeah. else. And it was nothing quote special in it terms was, of what we would think as man, they've trained here. They've trained there. It's they're so prepared for this. In here monitors are awesome. Lives. Yeah. It was a, it, these were lives laid down and have loved the Lord all their lives. And they were dripping with oil. Mm-hmm. That was our, I don't even want to call. I was going to say power. Like that's our, our hors d'oeuvre. It wasn't an hors d'oeuvre. Yes. We feasted in worship. There wasn't no warm up. Yep. And it came out in like in power. power. Their closeness with the Lord literally created such a power in the atmosphere that it knocked me over, literally off my feet. And I loved it. It was wonderful. <sighs> oh, so the worship. Yes. Now, this is an apostolic hub. That means the fivefold giftings are roaming freely. I just, if you can imagine, I said, this is what it makes me think of. I was thinking of how Lion King in the movie, you start hearing the, the music. <laughs> Whatever's happening is opening. You see Africa. And suddenly the movie pans to each animal group. And it's like, lions are running, zebras are running, the elephants are drinking. And all the just, it's panning to all these different, the the life of the world. And I said, this is like Africa in the Lion King. There are all the ministries are flowing together as one in this beautiful, beautiful, free world. And I've never seen it to that degree ever. And like I said, they've prepped for this, but I've never been invited to not only come see it, but to be in it and have the freedom. Cause Stacy and I got to speak and we got to minister to these women. And obviously they spoke and they ministered to us and the Lord just got us all. And I'm still just so thankful that the Lord see what has always been in my heart, but I never got to see it to that degree. Well, 
let me just say one more thing about the worship is that, you know, I've always longed to see no stage. Well, we didn't have one. Mm -mm. So what happened is they were leading worship, but we were all on the worship team. And so even at one point, the Lord was on another woman in that house. So Fee just handed her a mic and she got up there with them. It was a constant moving to where the Lord was moving. Mm -hmm. If someone needed to stop and be prophesied over, that happened. Other women were ministering to other women during worship. Mm -hmm. It wasn't uncommon to see a woman cross the room to go give a hug or a word that another woman needed. People were sitting and crying, standing and going after it, soaking, dancing, walking around with flags. It didn't matter. Mm -mm. This was an atmosphere of worship. It was truly amazing. Yes. All the guests amazing. were flowing, yeah. flowing, flowing all. Is it succinctly? Mm -hmm. Just together at such a beautiful rate. Mm -hmm. It just was, it was not stopping. It was flowing and just, it was so powerful. It was powerful. Just so powerful. Yeah. <sighs> hard to know what to say after that okay it was it was truly glorious truly glorious the air shimmered we roared we each went we went around the room to the walls and literally put our hands on them in prophetic acts he said touch a wall touch a wall and touch everybody a wall. did and we all went to our four corners she said pick a corner pick a wall touch it and she talked about how lions will roar in a circle at each other or something, she said. Something like that. I can't remember exactly what she said. Do you remember? I think they get in a square. A square, which yeah. Which is why so she... She, put a, she said she they get in a square, but I think they... Did they roar at each other? They roar at each other. Yeah. The Lord told me to, to say sit. like, you're a lioness. You're a lioness. Yeah, lioness arise, yeah. like Lisa Bevere. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord told me ahead of time that the last session would be one of celebration and it would be our war cry and a war cry what that would mean is right before battle they would begin to scream something together and it was usually the family name and so we're in this square and we start like roaring but and Fee starts singing and then it begins to become this place of intercession so once she like passed the mic to the other woman we start praying and chasing after and cutting down stuff in the spirit it turns into one big celebratory war zone where we are praising and we are proclaiming and we are literally intercessing for the world and it did something it couldn't have not done something and so I just loved it because it would pass the mic to different women mm -hmm. and oh just one woman got my heart you had gone to the bathroom I just have to say it because it just oh my god Goodness, it makes my heart swell. And I laughed out loud. And I was like, yes, because they're just kind of passing the mic and we're breaking the chains. Like symbolically, we're like breaking the chains. And so they're like, break the chains off abortion, break the chains off addiction, break the chains off of something. And so they're like, witchcraft, witchcraft is next. Who's got it? And this woman, she's, she's like, like Stacy's pallor. <laughs> just this you know where she's like her age and she's just she's like 
Oh yeah, I got witchcraft. She raises her arm up. She got, she gets up to the middle and she like bends down low and suddenly she kind of has this raspy, deep voice and she's like, break the chains off of witchcraft. Break the chains off of witchcraft. Break the chains off of witchcraft. Break them off, break them off, break them off. I'm like, ah, this is so awesome. I never want to leave this chain gang. Like, this is so amazing. I felt like a gang, a warrior gang. We're roaring at each other. We're roaring at the devil. We are crying. We are weeping. We are shouting. Our makeup is gone. And we do not Nobody care. Cares. We don't care. We are eating right now. We have pulled ourselves to the table, the banqueting table of the Lord. We have placed him in the center as our meal. And we are feasting. And we get to eat what we like. You know, that's the beautiful thing about the fivefold ministry. We get to eat what we like. If somebody's made for the prophetic word, they're releasing it. If somebody's made for evangelism, they're releasing the gospel. Like, it's just all, all happening in the circle at one time, in the square. Ugh. It's called an apostolic hub where the fivefold ministry gifts come to life because it's a reference out of Ephesians four that says christ gave to the church to the church these gifts apostle prophet pastor teacher evangelist mm -hmm. if you've never heard of that so that is what our hearts long to see we've talked about it for so long and it was amazing and can we just talk just for a minute about this that knowing our hearts long for this we've each studied it individually we talk about it together and the Lord took us literally as our commissioning home to a fivefold ministry apostolic hub mm -hmm. where all those gifts came out. And we were welcomed to use our gifts, and they didn't know us from Adam. We had one connection there that you from a just made that so you just made. Yes, guys, when I went to Arizona, my roommate, Kathy, I just fell in love with her, and she fell in love with me, and she said, hey, I want you to come speak to women in my area. I want you to connect with Shelly at Convergence Point. I want you to meet her. I want you to get connected with her. I want you to come speak. And it's one thing, you're like, oh, thank you so much. That's That would be wonderful. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, one day, maybe, if she remembers me. And then, like, a few weeks later, she said, okay, so what are you doing in two weeks? And I'm like, oh, Literally this is Literally a month later. Yeah. A she, month after you met her, we were in Kansas City yeah. at the Hub speaking and it, enjoying this feast. Yes. And she's like, this time like bring your month. bestie. Or yeah. this time maybe your bestie can come. I'm like, yeah, this time she better come. <laughs> and Stacey's like, oh, yeah, I'm coming. I'm going to this one. And so we get on that plane. We get there and are invited to be ourselves like never before. And I will tell you guys one thing that I really got convicted on, but also freed from. So it's like very convicting how quick we can get into a religious mindset by just not understanding what's happening and just getting used to how things are done. When I first got there on Friday night, Shelly, the leader, was supposed to um, open us up. And so when we got there... I was like, you know, I just really want to honor her and just see if, if she'd like us to partner with her in any way. I'm like, that's, you know, that's, 
nice, right? Like, I'm yeah, for Friday night because we had Saturday all day. We yeah. knew what we were doing, but Friday night, yeah, we had just got there. Yeah, yeah, do you need us? Doesn't sound bad. And so I went up to her, and she's in her zone. She's praising the Lord. She's getting she's getting stuff together. She's like proclaiming and praying. And so I'm like, hello, um, would you like us to do anything? Do you need us to do anything to help you tonight? And she just kind of looked at me, and she said, I don't know. We're just going to see what the Spirit's going to do. And she just kind of looked at me like, what do you mean you want Duh. me to tell you yeah. what to do? I'm not going to tell you what to do. The Holy Spirit's <laughs> going to tell us all what to do. And so I'm just like, oh, okay. Guys, I'm so used to having leaders that tell me what to do every second, even though I, I, in, I would cringe on the inside. I got used to just being like, this is business as usual, so I'm just going to see where they put me on the docket. I know that I'm not going to be able to do everything that I want to do, so I'll just, you know, I'm thankful, I'm blessed to be a part of it, so I'll just do what you tell me to do. Just with the little bit, the little baby piece of meat that you give me, I'll be satisfied and humble. And she just broke something off me, and it offended me, to be honest, at first, because I was like, why aren't you telling me what to do? You're supposed to tell me what to do. And so I went back to my seat, and I was like, oh, no. And so we ended up doing a, a little something that night, but it just really opened my mind up to say, wow, she really doesn't care who's doing what as long as it's the Lord. And obviously she has to facilitate that, and so I can't even imagine the burden of having to, you know, with people like me running all around who like either want to do what I want to do without seeking the Lord on it or can't move because I need you to tell me what to do. That's terrible for a leader to have to break stuff off people all day long. But she broke it off me real quick. And I, it just showed me the difference between how I want to lead and how I want to follow. So I'm just so thankful for that house and so thankful for Shelly. And so it really you know, really put a dividing line in my, in my spirit to say, how do you want to function from now on? Yeah. One thing I noticed that really touched me and you could see the winds of change blowing and a new thing ushered in, but I have been in these prophetic streams for a while and watched as one person got a word that really changed their life. I mean, it was so profound because somebody would speak directly into their heart. And I have given words like that. Tabitha and I both prophesy, which means we will hear something from the Lord and we just share his heart to someone. And if you've never been prophesied over, it is one of the most special things because in that moment, you feel the love of God. He loved you so much that he sent somebody else, a human like he spoke to a human about you and sent them to tell you a very cherished thought he has for you or plan or whatever or he purpose. would say to yeah. you. Yeah. In that moment. Mm -hmm. So when Shelly called us up Friday night and that's kind of the mindset that I typically prophesy in and that I went up there that night, Lord, who are you highlighting? Let me just give that one person a word. And uh, typically I'll start singing and Tabitha sings too sometimes over people. And so one person stuck out and her name was Rachel. And I started singing a song 
it over her and one of them was her her name means something like purity you ewe a little lamb and then a vessel of purity and i sang this song but something wasn't gelling with me and i got in the car and i remember telling kathy our friend there that we were staying with and tabitha like i wonder if i missed it like something's just not settling with me so i went to sleep and i was praying about it and i woke up praying about it and it dawned on me through the lord that it's a different season where one person can be a representative of the word that the lord just released but it's not just for her or him it's for the company of women who heard it so I went back Saturday and I said y'all I got to clear this thing up because I feel a huge change her name means purity little lamb purity but the Lord is releasing and calling us as a womanly generation to be voices of purity and then it felt right mm -hmm. and we experienced that over and over you, Tabitha, had had a dream. Oh, tell everybody about the dream you had and what happened and then what her name actually meant for the room. That was amazing, too. Beforehand, I had had a dream. The Lord showed me specifically a woman that I would go touch because he wanted to impart something to her. But when I put my hand on her head, lightning struck her and then it struck me. And so when I got there, you're like, oh, okay, this, I'm going to keep this dream in the back of my head. So when I get there, the woman walks in that's in my <laughs> dream. And so at first I'm like, when I look at her, I'm like lightning that strikes her and then strikes me. I'm a little nervous here. So I would like just hightail it away from her. I walked into a room too, where she was standing there talking to somebody before the, before your session. I went in, went, oh, snap. I turned right back around and left. I was like, oh, no. Which was just such a prophetic picture of us not even ready to receive. Like, almost like, I'm scared to, re I don't know. To me, it just makes oh, me I was think. About, oh, it's about to hit the fan yeah, now. <laughs> I'm more like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is, come on. We say we want to receive it, but do we really want to receive it? And if oh, we she like gets to it, say I had a dream, but when the dream walks in and you actually have to do it, it's real. You're like, oh, I was a little nervous. Oh, I guys. just wanted that to stay in the dream. Yeah. And in the dream, I saw exactly where she sat. I saw her sitting by three. There were three black women sitting together and she had short shoulder length hair and bangs. And I just remembered her. And so I, I looked over and there they are, three women sitting together and there she is with her shoulder length hair and her bangs. And I was like, Oh no. So I started speaking and the Lord's like, do you remember something? <laughs> yes, Lord. I remember. No, you stop talking. You go touch her head. And I'm like, okay. I said, guys, I have to stop. So I walked over there and I tell them my dream just so they can just, you know, laugh with me about what's going to happen and like help me prepare because I have to take a minute. And I did say something before I touched her head. I, I say, you know what she's getting, we are all getting and we have to be ready. And if I fall on the floor, just let me lay there. <laughs> and so we touch her head. She, I don't know what she gets imparted with something. And then Stacy jumps up because you had looked up her name. And so it meant warrior which is the whole basis of Tabitha's talk and why we are there at a women's conference called 
fierce. Yes. We are learning how to stand up and roar as mighty women of God yes. in this hour. Yes. And her name meant warrior. I have never, I have to say, I've never led a battle cry before. Oh, yeah. Stacy's, you know, Stacy loves her <laughs> prophetic declarations. So she's like, as a prophetic declaration, we are going to let out our war cry. But her name, that was the second time the Lord was like, what is for her? It's for the room. Yes. So no longer is she warrior like. She's not just the warrior I'm calling. It's all of you. And it's the third time because he gives me the dream. He gives you that. Yeah. And then now we have to do it. Yeah. Now we have to literally, at this point, he's making us, we're seeing it. But now we have to, like, I had to touch it and like release it. And we had to be willing to take it. And so you're like, release it. Yeah. It's for all of us. So we all, let me tell you in this room, when you tell everybody, she's not just the warrior, but it's a prophetic word for all of us. And on the count of three, we're going to release our warrior cry that could either go good or bad. Yeah. In this atmosphere, y'all, it went good. And I'm telling you that room erupted. I dare you to come against a room full of women who are letting out a battle cry of warrior. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I would just advise you not to not to come against Literally, that. Literally, there was a testimony later of a girl who had walked in. She wasn't feeling good. She got healed from that cry. Oh, really? Yeah, Aria. Aria. Oh, that's right. She wasn't feeling that's good. Right. The Lord was trying to keep her from being there. And she said, between the war cry and the message about, you know, come on, taking what's mine. She said, I was healed. That's right. She got healed in that in that second so she could receive. So the Lord just healed her. And so it was very powerful. Yes, the Lord was literally changing our mindsets. He was ripping religion off all day. He was changing the way we think, the way we do things. It was. And what I could see, you know, as part of this change is that a lot of times we come to these gatherings for a personal touch. And of course that's true. Like we're always going to get oh, something I got touched very personally. Yeah. But now it's a vertical connection to him, but it has to go horizontal. Mm -hmm. And it was this company of women out of this gathering that we are moving together. I physically saw this company of women like now we are bonded by an experience we cannot explain. And we're bonded almost for life. It's like part of this network of mighty, mighty women that we have so longed to see. Mm -hmm. And now we have connections there. And let me tell you, some of them have friended me on Facebook since we left. And my feed is different. Your feed my is a fast. feed, yeah. Fa fast. Your feed is a feast. It is now. I was getting bored with Facebook. You friend the right people. It's not boring anymore. That's right. It That's went a good from word. little silly memes. You friend to, the right people and your feed is not going to be boring anymore. Yeah. So it's just this shift. You better be real intentional about who you're running with in this season, the gatherings that you go to, because let me tell you, you'll get, you're on their path. That's mm -hmm. the way this is going. Yeah. It's a war path. We got on the war path. Yeah. You can get on not a war path. Go ahead. Yeah. But. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah. And in my message, I'm like, listen, you can war or you can just sit around wandering and wondering. 
And so it's war time. It's war time. We get to battle for the things of the Lord. We get to battle for the promises that he has over our life, for the purposes that he has over our life. And we have to do it with one another. And that was like the overall message and just let's do this together. And so Stacy and I literally, I think we definitely have to, as we are, I know, coming more to a close on the podcast, we have to tell them about Papa. Oh, Papa. (laughs) We have to end with a personal touch. We have told you it was all about the together, but let me tell you our personal yet together story. Max said amen. I heard a bark. So God had already seated Tabitha on that couch. I was knocked out sitting on the couch. It's a good thing. And he put me down there too. Yes. So we were sitting there and this tall, I cannot, I was trying to think of an adjective to describe tall. I can't even, magnificent, tall She felt like the trees in California. Yeah. You know, those huge. The redwoods. She was a redwood. She, this tree walked over with braids. Beautiful chocolate, like milk. Yeah, milk chocolate chocolate skin. skin. And we were sitting there on the couch. And the first words out of her mouth were words that Tabitha actually had been looking up on her phone with with scripture. About horses. About horses. Clouds were significant. This woman did not know any of this. And so she comes over, and the first words out of her mouth were something about horses and clouds. And And diamonds and rubies. Which were significant. And both our heads... Just went, first we looked up. She thanked us for our messages. This is what really happened. She thanked us for our messages before we even gave them. Yep. That's what she did. And our sacrifice. And our sacrifice. She said so much. It blew us back. We. So we're crying a little bit. (laughs) A little. We're crying. We're starting to cry a little. We're starting to cry a little. Yeah. Like throw your head back wailing. We did when she first started. I did. I mean, I was crying, but I didn't know I could cry more until the next thing that oh, she yeah, did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all, so, she did not know us. So we, I had a story about releasing the women as horses in power to fight the war as daughters of the king. Stacy had this beautiful message on the intimacy, the being with the, the Lord. the oil is better than the diamonds and rubies. Yes. And the oil like, of intimacy. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so... This is, you know, what she's saying. And at the end, Stacey and I are getting up and saying why all of this is needed and with that why we have to do it together, why God is putting us in covenant together. But she didn't know any of this. No, she doesn't know any of it. So that beautiful woman. That redwood. Brings over a scarf. No, she has a scarf I mean, she on, has her it on her neck. Yeah, she brought it over with her. Yeah, She's wearing took, her scarf. She's wearing it. She starts unwrapping it like coiled. Like on her neck, she's talking to us. And that redwood woman starts unraveling the scarf. And she brings it to us. Puts our wrists 
together. She starts binding us and with binds our us. scarf or her, her scarf. scarf. She binds us. Now, this now is the we're point. Crying. I'm already crying that she's thanking us for our messages. Like, and she knows us so like the Lord in our sacrifice of our life. But when she starts binding us together, mm. that's a whole nother level. Whole nother. This time, I feel like I'm in the presence of God. Like God is here. He is touching us. He is speaking to us. He is just thanking us. She was a true prophetess. I've never I've seen a never been in the presence of one like that. I've never seen a prophet like that. No, yeah, nobody's ever got me like that. I just want to talk about who you called her real quick. I was like, you know who she reminds me of? The shack. And Tabitha's like, yeah, Papa. <laughs> She's Papa. The She's Redwood Papa. is Papa. Guys, we got papa so good. Prophet papa so good by Nancy. That was her name. Papa Nancy, Papa Nan, whatever you want to call her. We felt like she was in the garden tending to our little flowers. She wrapped us up. We are bawling. You don't know what to do. I said, you don't even know what to do when God isn't like God's right there in front of you. <laughs> and so what I'm doing to papa is I have her hand and I'm steady kissing her hand. I don't know what to do with God, but kiss his hand. So I'm, I just keep on kissing Papa's hand. And Stacy, what were you doing? I about rubbed Papa's other hand raw. <laughs> I was just rubbing. Just, oh, Papa, don't leave. Don't yeah. leave So Stacy says, I have a grip on Papa. I don't want Papa to I, leave. Yeah. And I'm rubbing Papa's hand raw. So I'm kissing her, hold, squeezing. Stacy is squeezing her other hand, rubbing her raw. And this is like, we're just feeling like we're in the presence of and the And do Lord. you know she's smiling and thanking us for letting her come and give us a word? Yes. Literally, y'all. Humility, y like oh. I've never seen it. Yeah, she's just like, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. much thank you. For letting me come over here. I'm like. <laughs> what? You're thank thinking. You. No, thank you, God. Thank you, God. <laughs> I saw her. But what a sweet thing to have think that God is talking to us and he was like thank you for letting me come over here oh gosh so like special the, woo, thank you for letting me come over here yeah girls if you don't understand anything today I want you to understand this like when you are choosing to meet with the Lord but choosing to run with somebody choosing to run with others what an honor and privilege that is to sacrifice whatever you have to sacrifice for the closeness with one another and the closeness with God. But it's another thing when he comes over and says, thank you for allowing me. Thanks for letting me come over here. Thanks for letting me come into this. In this hour, that's what he's saying. Come on. He's looking to see who he can enter, who he can use. Yeah. And we all said yes with such a war cry. That it, I know it changed the atmosphere and it's going to change the trajectory of all of our lives and the lives of our families, our cities, our nation, and the world. That is a Thanksgiving feast. It's one so, feast I will always be thankful yeah, for. I'm so tired of dining at pagan tables set up in Christian circles. So tired of it. That's a good word. I don't want empty calories anymore. We've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. So good. And I'm just done with the rest of it that doesn't mean anything. And if that's one thing that we could just light a fire in you with this podcast is just be done with the normal. It's paganistic. 
What we saw and experienced was a true feast. It doesn't always look the same. Mm -mm. But there's a difference in where the Holy Spirit is really allowed to show off and to move. And it feels different and it looks different. But how many years do we sit in church and staying the same? And we spent literally 24 hours in a place and we are forever changed. Our feed is going to look a little different from now on, guys. I'll tell you that. Our Facebook feed is going to start looking more like a feast than famine. We were literally told by our friend that we are nothing on our podcast and our Facebook feed like we are in person. That was very convicting. Yeah, definitely. We so. are silly and you know, laughing and funny sometimes and joking around. But when you get us in a room of warriors, those are our people. Yeah. Our language is different. Yeah. And I'm tired of being told that that language won't get you followers. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care because I've seen where this language matters. Yeah. I've seen the people who speak this language. Mm -hmm. And you know what? The and I've people seen the people who know my dance. Yeah. Like, and know my war cry. But what was so convicting is while you try to appeal to everyone, we're not exciting enough to those who are really our tribe. Yeah. Definitely. We look boring. Definitely. We're changed. We're different. The flaws is going to look a little different. I can't wait to see. That F stands for feast now. <laughs> it may have stood for famine yesterday, but it's going to stand for feast today. Yeah, so y'all... It matters who you're running with. If you're feeling thirsty, if you're feeling like you don't have any power to stand against what's going on in your life, if you don't have vision, we just want to say look around at who you're running with. Where are you going to church? Who are the people? Who are the Christians that are speaking into your life? What are your small groups looking like? I'm like, oh. come on. If you're gathering with the right people, then there's going to be some war cries in every little room around this city because people are rallying yeah, together. You're, you're going to be empowered. Yes. How many of us are sitting around just lacking power? I'm so convicted. Every once in a while, I'll be like, you know what? I've reached my tolerance level, and I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have. So if y'all want to come... <laughs> come... You want to come to our war table, just yeah. come on come over. On. Come on. And I think real soon we're going to be starting some war cry rallies. And if you live in this area, come on. We will be a hub of revival here. Yeah, we talk about our friendship rallies, but you ain't never seen a friendship rally. Yeah, <laughs> It's like a friendship war cry because when I looked up the word war cry, it said it was a rally. Oh, really? Yeah, a rally. And so how cool that, you know, the Lord even put it in there for us. Like you guys are about to have your war cry. Yeah. And your city's going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally we'll still be silly. Yeah, that's just bound. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I said that's my thing. I was like, Stacy, but the problem is, is we might be like very warrior like, but right in the middle of it, we are still yeah, silly. the two goofiest <laughs> little things together. I'm like, I think that that's not going to leave. <laughs> We, we're gonna keep that but friendship is fun it's it's like work and it's boring but it's so fun and so sweet and so it's where these things um they come together they converge at the conference we said this is 
the war cry comes when this warrior and worshiper collide in you, where this lover and this fighter collide in you, and you get this fierceness that says, God, I'm ready to be and do and see whatever you want me to. Take me. Yeah. Take me. Come in. Come in. And he's going to say, thank you for letting me come. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. We've just spent so much time sitting around tables learning. Mm-hmm. But you have to experience the food, mm-hmm. you know, taste and see, taste and see. Mm-hmm. He is a banquet of pleasure to our souls. That's right. He wakes us up. So y'all, please, learning is good, but you learn through experiencing him. Mm-hmm. I can learn everything about Tabitha, all her likes, all her dislikes, her thoughts, how she grew up, all of her past. But until I'm in her presence, I don't experience her. Mm -hmm. And then I know so much more than I would if I had just read a book. Mm -hmm. So get with people who are going after the experience of the Holy Spirit coming alive in your midst. And that is the place you learn. Mm -hmm. You can't learn apart from his presence. Mm -hmm. Please, please get with people who want to go after him. Mm-hmm. like this and if you need anybody we're doing it mm-hmm. so connect with us follow us sign up for our newsletters because there will be some winds a changing mm-hmm. i think in there too and if you haven't yet on our website make sure you download our new release of our brand new ebook hardwired for friendship mm-hmm And I just want to end with a Thanksgiving prayer. Okay. All right. So, Lord, I just thank you for giving me a friend who will go into the throne room with me. Thank you that we sit at the same table and our hearts beat for the same sustenance. Your spirit, your presence, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, I just ask that you would just stir up a hunger a greater hunger in us. I want to see more and more and more. I want to encounter you deeper and deeper and deeper. Lord, we thank you for the gift of friendship. We thank you for a closeness, like Stacy says, that brings you into the presence of somebody else. It's such a perfect picture of coming into the presence of you, your face, your heart, your power. Thank you, God, that you invite all of us to the table. We all belong at your table, God. I just, even right now, that you put a dissatisfaction in women who are settling for less in their churches, in their home groups, in their marriages, everywhere, everywhere, a holy dissatisfaction in their worship and in their works. And that you would rise up that warrior in the midst of love. God, and you would crash down any, any bits of religion, any form of religious thoughts that have come in or either that she's been in agreement with or that have come over her or under her or on the sides of her. God, we know that your presence will pave the way to the promises. Thank you, God, that we are taking this land for our, our families and our, our town here and your town, wherever you're listening to this. Prepare a table in your heart. Even right now, prepare a table in your heart. 
Thank you for coming. Thank you for letting me come. I just love that. Raise up just beautiful women warriors who are unashamed and unafraid because they feasted with you. They're filled with your thoughts. They were filled with your ways, God. We invite you to release your war cry at your Thanksgiving table this year, ladies. You say, this is my house. And I invite the presence of the Lord to come have his way and feed us and fill us and let us rise ready to do whatever he'd have us do, knowing that he's not going to leave us. He's always going to feed us. He is our provision. He is our sustenance. He is our bread. Thank you, God. We just worship you. Even right now, God, we just worship you. I just lift my hands in thanksgiving, God. I just thank you for the presence that is falling even right now. Even right now, God. Welcome to the table, daughter. Filled with oil. And living water. Welcome to the table, daughter. Release your war cry. Release your war cry. Release praise and thanksgiving. God, may in this season we be filled to be spilled. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Bar. Now I don't want you to go anywhere to but, but to my table. <laughs> okay. I'd rather be at your table. I know you would, Bar, and I'd rather be at yours, which just goes to show it wraps up this whole, <laughs> whole little podcast. I'd much rather be at your kind of table than the one I, sometimes I have to go sit at. <laughs> too, Bar. But go interrupt. Go, go interrupt. That table, little Barry. Which I know you do. <laughs> oh, I interrupted. Oh, I know you night. do. Maybe I don't know what'll happen to you because you do. You have interrupted. <laughs> you have interrupted that table. I've never interrupted. It's just the I table. need to pray about my interruptions. <laughs> yes, you need just one good heavenly interruption. Yeah. Not. I think Bar. What was happening is instead of an interruptions, you were having some eruptions. <laughs> Oh, it's a little different. Oh, I feel like in, in this season, your eruptions are going to turn to interruptions. Amen. I bless you, Vari. Everyone in my family will be glad to hear that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> but I'm sort of not because I, I love good stories and Stacey tells them so well. But I'm excited for the Thanksgiving throne room testimonies. Me too. To come. Y'all have a great Thanksgiving, a blessed holiday weekend, and we will see you back next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.